everyone, and welcome to another episode of Weather or Not, sponsored by TD Bank. I'm WABC Chief Meteorologist Lee Goldberg. In this episode, on the heels of a big storm over the weekend, which brought big snows to the interior, snow to rain to snow across coastal areas, no rest for the weary, as we have a major flood threat coming in Tuesday into early Wednesday, Tuesday afternoon into early Wednesday, and the swollen Passaic River Basin is a big concern. That's why we'll speak to Mayor James Damiano of the town of Little Falls, see how Little Falls is preparing for the storm. We're super concerned about the strong winds with this could be damaging. It is going to be a high impact storm across the entire tri-state area. So let's get right into it. Again, whether weather or not, this time we're talking about a major flood event. This is not about winter weather unless you are in the Poconos and Catskills. There is a concern for some wintry precipitation off the top. Could be a quick inch or two in the mountains, some snow, sleet, maybe even some freezing rain, and then we go over to pouring rain again on top of all that snowpack. So let's break it down in terms of impact. We'll talk rain, wind, flooding, and blustery conditions with the storm. The rainfall totals look to be two to four inches of rain. I think in general, a lot of places will fall in the two to three inch category with isolated amounts of four inches. The brunt of this is coming Tuesday night. It may also come with some thunderstorms. Don't be surprised to hear a rumble of thunder with this. I wouldn't be shocked to even see some severe thunderstorm warnings in this particular system. This is a dynamic system. There's a tornado threat in the deep south. There's a blizzard across parts of the Midwest. Our winds, 40 to 60 miles an hour plus. There may even be some gusts over 70 miles an hour on the island. Flooding, there'll be major urban flooding, river flooding, and coastal flooding during the time of this storm. And when we talk about blustery conditions, we could spike up to 60 as we go into Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, and then temperatures are likely to fall during the day on Wednesday. Not necessarily crash, but it gets blustery during the day, and many suburbs will go to freezing on Wednesday night. So any standing water, there could be some icy conditions I'm concerned about. This is a far-reaching storm. Notice the winter storm warnings throughout across the Midwest, the blizzard warnings in the plains, the flood threats that are going on across the Gulf Coast. It'll also feature severe weather and, of course, the flood threats that are across the Northeast as well. Right now, we have a flood watch for the entire area, and that will go from Tuesday afternoon into early morning hours on Wednesday. And this is very aggressive from the National Weather Service. This came out actually late last week in a small area across northern New Jersey. But when you see a moderate risk for flash floods, meaning numerous occasions of flash floods across an area. That is a strong statement from the Weather Service how dangerous the storm is likely to be. Wind gusts, again, especially along the coast, could go above 60 miles an hour, 40 to 60 miles an hour, even northwest of New York City. Here's an overview of the storm. This is a cutter. This is a storm that goes from Amarillo, Texas, to St. Louis, up through, let's say, Detroit, and into parts of eastern Canada. So we are clearly on the warm side of the storm. The only thing that's wintry about it is that higher elevation off the top front end snow sleet and rain over parts of the Poconos and we will zoom in on a local version of this but look at that signature of a squall line that will come through Tuesday evening and access some of the very powerful winds that are not far above the surface which I'm super super concerned about so I'll get into that the one thing that mitigates amounts that'll go you know half a foot of rain is the fact that it's flying I mean the heaviest with this is maybe 6 to midnight from 6 p.m. to Tuesday to probably midnight Wednesday, a little later than that north and east of New York City. But by Wednesday morning, it's long gone. Now, that doesn't mean your travel conditions are fine on Wednesday morning. There'll be lingering flooding. Uh, the rivers will be rising. And of course, we'll be turning colder during the day on Wednesday. 
Again, we clear out during the day on Wednesday. One thing I want to show you is the overall tropical connection to this. If you look at the areas in green, that's all the low-level moisture that's flying out ahead of this storm. We talk about precipitable water with events, and that's the amount of moisture available. And it's around two inches, which is more of a summertime level you would see. So there's a huge surge of tropical moisture, but also strong messaging that the drying comes in very rapidly as we go into Wednesday morning. So this will be alleviated. The rain will be very quickly but the flooding will extend. Okay, here's a really close-up version so you can plan on the rain and snow in your neighborhood. Snow meaning only Poconos and Catskills. So by midday, have the umbrella handy. I don't think we're talking about heavy rain around lunchtime, but the first drops are coming in and already it's getting steady south and west of New York City. You see the several-hour opportunity of snow in the Poconos and Catskills and higher elevations where we can stack up a few inches of snow and cause very slippery conditions into the early evening hours. Now by the commute, Tuesday evening, we We've already got steady rain and it's nasty to travel out and about. And then we start to hit a different gear after sunset with the peak of this happening during the nighttime hours between let's say 6 p.m. and midnight is some of the heaviest rain. And by the way, look at the surge in temperatures, 40s and low 50s. So I'm concerned about a flash melt with this system. And then of course, all of the flash flooding that'll happen because of that. All right, there it is. Look at that signature. That red skinny line there indicates there may be a squall line with this, probably comes through the city, maybe it's 9, 10 o'clock at night, over the island, maybe a little closer to midnight, but that could access some of the very strong winds that are just above the surface, and look at how temperatures are spiking. I wouldn't be surprised to see 60 degrees. Now, the heaviest rain is probably east of New York City after about 1 in the morning. We still have to go through maybe 2 or 3 in the morning to get the heavy rain out of Connecticut and out of Long Island as well, and then by Wednesday morning daybreak, the rain's long gone, but there's standing water in low-lying areas. There still could be a, a there's a little sort of lagging disturbance behind this that may blossom the rain or showers out one more time during the morning hours on Wednesday, but it shouldn't be too strong. And then it's clouds, a few breaks of sun, and a colder wind coming in during the afternoon hours on Wednesday. This is a look at winds at 5,000 feet in the atmosphere. And if you just look at the overall legend, it shows that area of 70 mile per hour winds. It's actually winds that are going 90 or 100 miles an hour in atmospheric conditions above 5,000 feet. It's that area of pink and you can see there's a second shading in there um, around midnight uh, that's working towards central Pennsylvania that has to swing through. So if we access any of those winds in thunderstorms, we can have gusts that go over 70 miles an hour on parts of Long Island. So that's not just blow your trash can over. That's serious damaging winds. Overall, rainfall total should be in the two to three inch category. You see, it's kind of equal opportunity for the area. There may be a couple of spots that get into some four inch totals. When you look at the future cast gusts, the gusts are ramping up during the afternoon hours. You can see it's already very gusty by late day, early evening. But when you talk about the peak winds, they're kicking in during the evening hours. So 50 mile per hour gusts widespread across the area. This is not just a coastal wind threat, but the gusts are definitely strongest along the coast and peaking there, and that indicates where that squall line may be around midnight. Look at the projected 55 mile per hour gusts in Islip and even higher than that around two in the morning. This is model data. If it's that extreme, it's likely to exceed that. And that's why I think we could actually have 70 mile per hour gusts on the island. That'll start moving out during the morning hours. I think winds are still gusty by daybreak, but not on damaging levels. But there are likely to be tree limbs, power lines down, lots of hazards traveling around the area. So if you can do a remote day or you can do mass transit, that's the way to go. 
Let's look at some of the river levels around the area. Already forecast to spike in levels at the Ramapo. It'll be the small streams and rivers first, and then ultimately the Passaic is likely to reach its flood stage. But even looking at the early forecast for the Ramapo, remember for instance, a place like Mawa, we're approaching moderate flood levels by the time we get into Wednesday morning. Here's the Saddle River at Lodi, approaching or actually going into moderate flood stage as we go into Wednesday morning. And then I'll look at the Passaic River at Little Falls. So this is where it's rising overnight because the Passaic responds a little bit more slowly. We may approach flood stage sometime during the morning or midday hours on Wednesday, but at least going to moderate, if not major, flood stage, depending on the rainfall totals as we go through later Wednesday and Wednesday evening. So let's talk about how the towns are preparing across northern New Jersey. We're going to bring in Mayor James Damiano, uh, the mayor of Little Falls. Joining us now on Whether or Not, Mayor James Damiano of Little Falls. Mayor, I know you must be so busy in the planning stages uh, as this storm approaches. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us today. I appreciate you having me on. So can you tell me, where are you in the wake of the last system? What shape is Little Falls in? So as of Saturday morning, we had the DPW in on overtime, cleaning up the remnants and the final the. Uh, items disposed of by our residents here in town mm -hmm. so that comes saturday afternoon they can get out the plowing without causing any damage to any of those things or pushing things around town with the snow uh, so they've been working tirelessly here in town all right so where are you with the next system coming right now we're forecasting about two to three inches of rain in your area locally four remember you have an inch of water locked up in some of the snowpack over the area um, and we'll also have some pretty good winds. I'm concerned about power outages. So how are you preparing for that? Where we currently are is our DPW is out. They are cleaning all the catch basins, making sure that everything is as ready to accept the water as possible. Uh, the, of course, the amount of snow is an issue. The three plus inches over the seven rivers that make up the Passaic mm. River is a major concern because it's not just a little area getting three inches. It's a very wide area all of which eventually funnel their way into the Passaic River here in Little Falls. Uh, how, you know, how concerned are you about the frequency now of, of these events and just sort of the, the viability of living near the Passaic River? Yeah, we've had a number of concerns uh, over the past number of years. Uh, we've made it 12 years without a flood along the, the Passaic River here in Little Falls. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, now seeing two in a matter of three weeks, uh, or anticipating a second within a matter of three weeks is really concerning and really giving reason to push for home elevations in the area uh, through this new state program. And just finally, any message that you have to your residents, people in the area in northern New Jersey of how to prepare for the storm? My heart breaks for anyone who had to go through a recent flood and anyone who is looking at a possible second one within the, this three-week period. Uh, real prep would be at this point, I know a lot of these people who were impacted the first time just finished restoring their homes, just had hot water and heat and furnaces replaced in their homes. Doing anything you can to mitigate any potential loss to those in the second round is certainly critical and crucial to them because 
there's going to be a major cold that comes in after the storm and having no heat and no hot water for any extended period of time and having to pay for that potentially a second time uh, is really heart-wrenching and I certainly feel for all of them. That's a great point. We do have some chill coming in. We may have another storm coming up this weekend. Could there be another storm early next week? So uh, it doesn't get any better anytime soon. Mayor Damiano, really appreciate you spending a few minutes for us. Real valuable information for us and uh, we look forward to talking to you again and, and I hope you make it through the storm uh, with minimal damage. Thank you. So here's what you can do in preparation for this storm. Clear storm drains, whether it's snowpack, leaves, any debris, clear those storm drains. If you are flood prone, test your pumps, your sump pumps, test the generators if you need power backup. Secure loose items around the home. Again, I'm very concerned about the winds and the debris and the damage that these winds could cause. Avoid travel, I mean, really starting later Tuesday afternoon, but if you have to be out and about, it's about not being on the roads on Tuesday night. And of course, the, the weather service saying that you need need to follow is turn around, don't drown. Do not drive through flooded roadways. You don't know how deep they are. It doesn't take much to stall your car or even carry it away. And I am concerned about some flash flooding happening across the area. And even if you're at your home, you're not seeing the major flooding, it may be happening close by. So don't test it. You, the power of water uh, is just so, so strong. And we've seen it so many times. So turn around, don't drown. All right, let's look at the extended forecast going after that. We're going to have residual flooding on Wednesday and maybe in to the latter part of the week because of the river levels rising and of course falling temperatures as we go through the day on Wednesday. On Thursday we get a breather. Mostly sunny skies uh, should be fairly mild too maybe even up around 50 but look at the next storm that's coming through the middle of the country. This one again looks like a cutter. A storm that goes to our west. Significant snows if you're traveling through the upper Midwest. Delays in Chicago as we go through late week. I think we'll get through the daylight hours Friday dry but once again a period of rain looks like a one to two inch rain that'll come in Friday night, peak then, and leave the picture on Saturday. Another sort of progressive, quick-moving storm, and then gusty winds behind it. But the one thing about this is maybe the cold air that it leaves us with as we go into the rest of the weekend. So if you look at our overall 10-day trend, we've got our mild weather through that storm on Saturday, but look at the chilly air behind it. Seasonable or below normal temperatures going into the 30s. So finally now, we lock in the cold air for a little bit. Are there any storms after that? Well, the Climate Prediction Center has us in below normal temperatures for a change. As you look at the 15th to the 21st beyond the seven day, that's the first time in a while. In terms of precipitation, it's not showing a huge signal of above normal. What you're seeing is actually near normal precipitation. And it looks like by that signature that we've got some systems coming out of the Great Lakes. But when we look at the overall jet, I wonder what's gonna happen next Tuesday and Wednesday. Right, let's look at the steering winds and the overall pattern this week into next week. We'll just be seasonably cool as we go through later this week. It's sort of polar Pacific air behind the big rainstorm Tuesday night into Wednesday. By the time we get into Friday and Saturday, that's our next storm. Once again, looks like there's enough warm air in place that it's a soaker, probably one to two inches of rain. But behind this system, look at all the shades of blues and purples that come in. So this is some polar Arctic air that's going to come into play as we go into early next week. And the storm track may be a little bit more suppressed to the south than we've seen. And look at the setup as we go into Tuesday into Wednesday of next week. This may be a better setup for snowfall close to the I-95 corridor. It's not a sure thing. It's not a blast of the super coldest air, but it's a lot colder than the setup that we saw headed into this past weekend. 
weekend storm or even into the storm that we're going to see as we go forward. So that's what we'll be looking at. Will we have a snow threat? We'll at least have a significant storm coming in in the Tuesday, Wednesday time period next week. But will we have a potential snowstorm along the I-95 corridor? Something we'll be watching for you on whether or not. In the meantime, be very careful through this heavy rainfall event and high wind to get to, high wind event. Take it very seriously as we go into Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll be with you every step of the way on all of our platforms. Anything you need in terms of totals and timing will be updated continuously on ABC 7 and Y. Thanks as always for joining us on whether or not. We'll see you next time. Rain or shine.